Hey guys, welcome to The Josh Simon Show, the show where we chat a lot about health, a lot about fitness, and a little bit about everything else. So if you enjoy the content, definitely subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you enjoy the show today. You hear me all right? Yeah, okay, cool. Sweet. How are you? you? Me pretty good. Yeah, man. All good on okay. the end. Cool. I'm good. How are you, man? I'm good. Good to meet you. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so, where are you at? So, I am at the same place my brother is at. I'm oh, in really? SoCal. Okay. Yeah. So we we live together. He's here because of uh, oh, he is? okay. The whole the whole thing right now. But um, yeah, I'm in uh, SoCal, like 45 minutes out of Los Angeles. So. Right. Okay. Pretty, pretty. That's actually pretty. I was gonna say nice and sunny, but it's not. It's actually pretty cold right now. That's why I got a sweatshirt and a jacket on right now. I say you're you're kind of uh, bundled up right now. I know it's it's actually a first, but I'm a, I'm a fan of the cold. I'm not I'm not really with the the sun. I like when it's a little. I can go out with a jacket, layer up. Yeah. Know? I don't like sweat. I got it. Don't come to Florida then. Ah. <laughs> huh? Don't come to Florida then. Oh, yeah. No, I actually do want to visit Florida. Is that where you're at right now? Yeah, I live in Southern Florida. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, you know, I'm wearing a jacket, but that's just because of the AC. Like outside, it's probably 85 yeah. degrees right now. Yeah, that's usually what it is out here. Like we yeah. rarely, rarely get cold, but mm-hmm. when it comes, I feel like everyone wants the opposite though. If you, if you live in a place where it's right. hot, you usually want the cold. If you live in a place where it's cold, you want uh, yeah. Everyone, everyone wants what they can't have at, at the moment. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So uh, for you, how how has this whole kind of situation affected you and your music and all that? Um, not not. Too, I want to say not too much, but um, you know, like I do go out a lot, like. It's kind of my my escape, you know, as yeah. I like to say. Like I posted something on my Instagram where I was like, kind of like, took me by surprise because you don't you don't realize it's gone till it's gone, you know. Like when I'm working on a song or something, my first thing when I can't finish it or if I get stuck is to just be like, all right, let's pack up the shop, let's go outside with some friends, you know, a couple hours, come back, and then I'm usually good to go. Mm-hmm. But now it's like can't do that it's like if you're stuck on a, if i'm stuck on a song or if i'm finishing working on something it's like i can't just pack up and go it's like i have to just sit there and just like f it yeah, i gotta just like yeah. see what comes up you know but right. i think it's good because it's like training me to like just like drive through the wall instead of like trying to go around the wall if that makes sense you know oh yeah like it's training me to like just full on just like head on into it just grind which is through good it. You know, like it's really uncomfortable, but I feel like that's when the, the best likes. I, I want. Can I cuss on here? <laughs> you can do whatever you want, man. Okay, cool. No, I feel like that's when like the best shit comes out. You know, when like you're not when you're not trying to like run from what's coming in. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's probably at least for me when I I'm just turning my phone on vibrate. Um, it's it's tough to find that creative space a lot and mm-hmm. sometimes forcing it's the best thing but that's also sometimes the hardest thing to do when you're not yep. in that mindset to want to make something yeah. um, so yep. i i totally can understand that but i could yeah. see where they probably make you better for it and you've, yeah. I imagine, correct me if i'm wrong maybe you've grown uh, being able to just plant yourself and <laughs> force yourself to come up with different ideas and concepts. Yep. So how long? Oh, it's oh, it's lagging hear- a little bit. Yeah, there we go. Am I la- I'm not lagging at all, am I? I mean, on my end, you seem to be okay. Okay. It just keeps coming up, but we're good. Um, so you said how long have we been doing it? Yeah. Um, so I've been... I started making music when I was like, like actually producing when I was like 14, I think. Yeah. I got like FL studio 
and I was just messing around. Like I obviously didn't take it too serious. I was like 14. I mean, maybe some people take it serious at 14, but I definitely did not. I was just messing around, just doing whatever, I, doing whatever I did. And then I, I don't know. It's just like I wasn't even that good, but I was like, you know what? Like my my both my parents do music. They met in the studio, and mm-hmm. um, I was like. I just felt like it was just like something I wanted to do, even though it wasn't the best stuff I was making. I like I saw right. potential in it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So when I went into high school, I I was not the greatest student in the of the bunch. Uh, I would kind of just mess around. I would draw a lot, draw on everything, bang around, make songs, write lyrics, do all that type of stuff. The the like corny like artsy kid. And, yeah. Um, I was just like, you know what, I'm not going to, I had money to go to school and I was like, like saved up my college funds and I was like, I'm not going to go to a regular, but you know, I just like was barely paying attention to high school and I didn't want to spend all this money to go to a college to get a degree that I wasn't going to use, you know? Mm -hmm. So I started looking at music schools and I was just like not feeling any of them. Like I went... I was looking online and I was just like, I had a few that I was thinking of going to. And um, I went and toured like LA recording school Mm -hmm. um, and I went and toured it and it was cool. Uh, It was, it seemed very corporate. It seemed very like they wanted my money. Like instead of like, I want to help you grow, you know? Mm, Right. Um, It was very like tall glass buildings, like a very nice facility and people were great. They were super nice. But I just didn't like it. Usually when I like, I feel like I should walk in and like feel like this is it, you know? And it, I didn't get that feeling. Um, the only thing that was driving me to maybe go there was uh, they were going to give me funding to live out there. And like okay. they were going to do that. So I was like kind of tempted by that, but I didn't do it. So then I was like, you know, I'll keep working. And then I found the school called Icon Collective. Mm-hmm. And it's in Burbank. And it's super super private like small pretty small school i think like maybe two three hundred kids in each graduating class um it's super tiny uh, right. but a lot of people came out of there that i like admire you know like i look at that a lot of times too where it's like who's coming out of the school and like what are they doing because i don't think music school is necessary i really don't i don't think i don't think it's something that's needed i mm-hmm. think it's it could be something to like um to help you. Like I personally need someone to like sit down and like show me like, Hey, this is what you should probably uh, look into. This is what you should do to improve yourself, that type of stuff. So I saw all these huge DJs and producers were coming out of the school that I really liked. And I was like, you know, I'll tour this last one. Cause I was actually going to event. I was going to go to the LA recording school. Like, cause I was like, you know what? They're giving me funding. Let's try it. Let's do it. So I think like, a few months before I was like going to make a decision, I just was like, you know, I'm going to tour this one last school. And I walked in and I was with Tyler and my brother. I was with Tyler and I was with the, my mom and my dad. And we just went to go tour it. And I just walked literally like right in and we just looked at each other and we we're just like, yeah. Like I, I, that one, I was like, I felt it. Everyone was sitting there working on music. They had the headphones on. Everyone looked weird. They had tattoos. I have like tattoos and stuff. So I just felt like, I would like fit in. Yeah. So um, I just like was like 100%. Like I got no funding for like living or anything though. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just very like, look at this is how much the school is. But if you want to go here, like this is like, I feel like it's right, right fit for you. Like I just felt it. So I was like, you know what? Ethic. So I went to that school and uh, I had to, I didn't get any funding for living and I can't really afford to live in LA because it's ridiculous. So I was just like, I'm just in a commute. So I live like for like probably with traffic because it would I would obviously get traffic to LA. It probably take me about an hour, hour fifteen sometimes at most. Yeah. And this was like every other day, and I'd get out of class at like sometimes twelve one in the morning if I'd stay extra. So it was definitely a draining, draining thing, but it was a hundred percent worth it. Like yeah. it was something that I wouldn't like, I would pay more than they even asked for just to do it just cause that's how much it was worth it. You know? So mm-hmm. 
Was that That's, a four well, year? That was a long-winded how I got started question. Oh, that was good though. Was it, is it a four-year program? What What's like the, the focus of it? No, so it's actually only one year. It's one, okay. it's, it's a little over a year, I think. Um, and they go quick. Like, yeah, they, you don't have to go in with, so basically the way you get into this school is, um, they care obviously about your music, right? So they want to hear your music. They want to hear like three demos that you wrote. Okay. But that's not like the main thing. They take you in on an interview and like, they ask you like five, six questions, but they're like, they dig in, like they, they go deep and that's like their main thing. Like that interview that they do is like a big deal. They, um, they really dig deep and they want to make you, sure that you're not you in it for the money. They're just like asking you, like, I think one of the questions was, um, if you go, if you like arrive at a funeral and you see your whole family there, I'm, I'm, I'm like kind of paraphrasing it, but they're like, if you go to a funeral and you see your whole family there and you're walking up to this open casket and you see it and it's yourself and they're at your funeral, what would they go up and say about you? Oh. That was like one of the questions. Wow. And it was stuff like that. And like, they didn't want like, well, I was a good person. Like they wanted you to like, what are they going to like say about you? Mm. That was one of the questions. There was one where there was like, five, say five good things and five bad things about yourself and five may not seem like a lot, but in, when they're asking that in front of you, it definitely took me a minute. They're like, you can take a minute and you got to just like sit there and think about it and make sure you really say things that are actual genuine. They don't want like, no, like half, half ass yeah. answers, you know? So wow. it was, it was an intense interview. And then, uh, then they called me and then I got it. And then it was just like, all right, it's tunnel vision just for this one year, you know, I'm just going to go ham. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like really go out as much anymore, which right. I didn't like at all that whole year. And it was kind of, that kind of, I feel like played a good and bad role on me. Like, I, like we were saying, like, how is it staying inside all the time? Mm-hmm. That's what I tried to do for the, the first like month or two of that school. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to hang out with friends. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to work on music 24-7 and that's it. And like I tried it and I kind of went crazy like for a little while. It's right. just like, for me, it's not. It's like not doable. But I think for other people, they could they could lock themselves in a room for a week and write an album and or a month and write an album and they're good. But I would go crazy. I can't do that. I have to go out and kind of release yeah, that my that sounds brain, you know? very tough. Yeah, no. Hmm. So for the, in the school, what was the focus on it? What, what was like, uh, was it a, a music production or was it focused on electronic? What was the guiding light behind it? So they, they're not like a, like an electronic music school. It's actually a big like misconception. They get a lot, um, but it's kind of like a, I get why people think that because half the alumni or like most of the alumni who are like killing it right now, they're playing EDC, all those like big festivals. So that's why people are like, oh, these people are doing this. So they must be teaching electronic music production, but they teach, um, they teach everything. They teach um, like, I have like an Ableton course. I have a logic course, right? I have a a songwriting course. There's a mixing, uh, like a studio tech course which is like mixing mastering so they cover all the grounds i have a i had a keys class i never even i would like learn songs on the piano but it wouldn't be like like i'm talking like jazz theory type stuff it was it was intense like it was it was pretty intense but um they kind of ease you into it it goes by levels so like level it's level one through four level one they kind of ease you into it and then once you hit like two three four they're just like you, it, you don't get a break. Like for a whole right. year, you're just like going in. Um, but we have everyone from like pop music to like rock music. Like everyone likes, I had, I had a diverse class. There's some classes where it's mainly everyone makes electronic music, dubstep and this and that. But we had a pretty diverse class, you know, like everyone kind of made everything. So it was kind of cool. You got to see the whole spectrum, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. And so is there a final 
project or something at the end? Like what, what's the, what's that look like? Yeah. So that looks for me, you know, they, they basically do a, a final EP, right? So you have, uh, one of your classes, one of your whole like, uh, classes is a, like, a. I think it's like a, I don't know what that, I forget what they call it. It's just called the collaboration project, but they, you have a mentor that you meet up with once a week for a class and he kind of guides you through it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you and it could be up to three people, but you draw out of a hat a mentor and then you draw out of a hat, a person that you're going to work with. Um, so once you do that, then you have like 12 weeks to write a three song EP and you have to pick like a theme you have to do your cover, like you have to have someone do your cover art. You have to have someone sing on all the songs and you have 12 weeks to find a singer, find someone to make the album art and to produce all three songs and then present it in front of like the panel of judges. And they always have someone there that's like pretty well known, you know, mm-hmm. and then they pick a winner at the end. They pick a best album art and like a runner up and all that. Yeah. Huh. It's intense. It's intense. Yeah. How'd you, one of the things that I always find difficult is collaborating with vocalists. So what, what have you found to be effective in that realm? Yeah. So like I, I went out of there straight out of high school, right? So I didn't work too much with vocalists before that. I like messed around and like recorded friends and stuff, yeah, yeah. but I never like was in a full studio setting where I had a vocal session and did all that, you know, they kind of gave us tips like, Hey, just make sure they're comfortable, make sure they have water, make sure they're like, can go out and take a break and you're talking to them, make them feel comfortable. Cause that's when you're going to get the best stuff out of it. You know? So I brought in someone that I knew who had a really good voice and I brought, I drove her to LA with me um, from my, where I live. And then we went over there. I already knew her. So I introduced her to my friend. Um, it was her first time recording something too. But she had a good, like a super good voice already. Mm-hmm. So once she got comfortable, she was fine. But then um, then we actually ended up, the partner that I had was, uh, he's like classically, like he's he has a really good voice. Like oh. I think he went to a music school before. Um, so he actually ended up, he recorded the demos for her. And mm-hmm. then his voice was actually pretty damn good too. So we decided to just use his voice. Um, cause then it would just like save time. It would save that third party, you know, if we could just use his voice. So we ended up using his voice for the whole, whole thing. So it wasn't, wasn't, we didn't have to really go too much back and forth with him, but I mean, I'm messaging vocalists right now for like personal projects and stuff. And it's definitely, it's definitely hard to get a hold of some. Um, but I think that it just comes with like, they, they just want to hear, like, they just want to, I feel like they want to see consistency, you know? And, like, I just launched my project. So, mm-hmm. like, me coming with them and I'm like, hey, I have, like, two songs out. Here's a song I want you on it. Like, well, right. They probably want to see more, you know? They answer. Um, and a lot of the times, like, they they either do, like, a like a charge for, like a, like, a verse or something. If they're pretty big. I'm messaging people that are a little bit, a little bit bigger. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I feel like nowadays it's like getting in contact with vocalists and like doing that whole thing. It's just like so much over, over either Instagram and they just send you vocals. Like a lot of the times studio sessions, they don't even, they don't even take place with like the singer in there. That happens like so much. I've heard, I haven't personally done like a ton of that, but I just had someone send me like stems for vocals and they didn't even come to my studio. That's like the power of the internet. They're just like sending it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just send them. I just send them the, the instrumental and then they, I don't know, a couple of days later, they're just coming with like actual vocal stems. And then it kind of takes away the process of the whole studio. But I'm trying to actually like get in the studio with some singers because I feel like that changes the whole. I want to like, you know, it's all about like connection and the whole vibe yeah, of the room. I agree. Um, yeah. Th- there's definitely a, there's probably a better connection in person. And that's certainly, that's something that I would love to explore is just, <laughs> you know, it's producing out of a bedroom 
obviously you're not going to have people come into there and just, you know, spit vocals. Like, do you have a, uh, a studio that you rent or that you use that you have people that would come to if you did want to go that route? Yeah. Uh, at, at my house that I'm living at right now, which is my, my, I'm living with my parents right now. Yeah. Uh, I built like a, we built a little studio. It's probably like, it's a, it's a pretty damn good size, but it used to be my sister's old room. Mm. And we just like completely like sound insulated it. Um, put up like, um, put up panels, um, completely like tried to get the, the best, what is it called? I don't know why I can't put it very much. Like sound absorption in there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I have like, I've been like slowly building up my, my stuff. I, I barely just started upgrading like my studio stuff because I was like spending a lot of money on stuff that I didn't need. So once I went to school and I was like, you know what? I pretty much have it. Like I know what I'm doing. So it's like, I'm going to start upgrading now. So I started upgrading like my monitors, my headphones, my keyboards, like all that type of stuff. So I just like slowly built the studio that I have upstairs. Mm-hmm. So I have a little, little space. Someone can come to if they want to. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah so when you're reaching out, like, yeah. When you're, uh, when you're reaching out to people, are you, and I imagine this probably depends on whatever track you're working on, but is it a case where you have an idea of a melody and lyrics and or lyrics, or are you saying, Hey, I have this track, uh, try something or is there obviously there's probably some direction but like how much direction yeah. do you use um, if any? like how i've been doing it recently is like i could i could like songwrite a song but i feel like it doesn't i want the the singer or the rapper or the whatever whoever's in it like put vocals on it i like I like giving people a lot of freedom because I feel like that's when the best stuff comes out, you know? And I feel like that's for anything. Like I'm working with like uh, visual artists and I give them this for visuals. I give them like a small idea, like, Hey, I feel like the song could use this and this because of the title or whatever. And then um, I, I tell them like, I literally in the email, I'll say the rest, I'm pretty open. I want you to experiment around, have fun. And we'll go from there. Cause then that's when the best stuff comes up. They might do something that I didn't think of, you know? And then that's, the, that's the, I feel like that's the whole thing of collaboration, you know? If I just like wrote a song and was like, hey, here, I wrote this beat, hope you can rap on it. The only thing they're doing is just singing, which, you know, I'm sure they like, but I want them to like put, I'm working with them for a reason, you know, I'm working with them because I, I like the, their voice, obviously, but I also probably like the way they song right or the way they put their character into it. So it's like, I might as well have them write it. And then obviously I might be like, hey, you should change this word to this or do this to this. But I feel like that's full thing collaboration. I kind of like giving a lot of freedom and being like, hey, here, do what you think fits on this and we'll see what comes about. I'm very like, let's see what comes about it. You know, like rather than not like, hey, I need this by this date. I don't like putting in like a time limit or like putting a box around it sounds so cheesy but i really like just like being opened you know and just being like yeah, yo I, I, do what you I, think is works yeah mm-hmm. that's how you should do it wait that sounds good and do you, is there like a would you classify what you make now uh in like a specific genre or is it pretty open and, and diverse what what do you kind of you said in a specific genre yeah like the stuff that you yeah. make does it conform in a genre or does it kind of um, I'm honestly trying to like figure that out myself. Like yeah. it's obviously like electronic music, um, but it's very, like I've been working on like a lot of different stuff, you know? Uh, I think something that really scares the shit out of me is like being super ref- like zeroed in on one thing mm. because yeah. I'm, that's just like not, that's just like not me. Like I I'm, I'm constantly, constantly changing. And, uh, that's why I didn't launch my, like, I've been working on music for uh, like a decent amount of time now. And I haven't put out any music until a month ago. I think I just, just launched this project. 
And um, it's because, like, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, what's my lane? What lane am I going to be in? So right. then I could, like, launch this. But then I was, like, like a few months ago, I barely decided, like, three, four months ago. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't really care. Like, mm-hmm. I just want people to, like, see me grow also, you know? Because if I just come out the gate with just, like, here's this, this, and this, and I, like, and it's just, like, super, super, like, level 10, I think that's super dope. Like, I want, like, I want to be there, but I also want people to, like, see me grow. Like, remember when he used to make this type of stuff, you yeah, know? Yeah. That's my favorite shit, you know? Like, some of my favorite artists now are not making anywhere near the stuff they used to make when I first started listening to them. So I kind of do want to have, like, an, a people watch an evolution, you know? And, like, people watch, like, when I started here until here, like I obviously want to come out with like the best music I can and like come out the gate with tens, but like, I don't want to um, come out with just like stuff that I'm like super, super critical on and that I may not think people are going to like it. I'm just trying to put out like whatever I can right now, whatever I feel like should come out, you know, I'm trying to be way less, way less critical on it. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. Uh, to me, that makes sense. You, you brought up, a couple like really good points. Like one of which, um, you know, there's countless examples of people who have a specific genre that they do. Uh, the one that immediately comes to my head right now is Calvin Harris real big and to doing, uh, like funk disco kind of stuff when he first started. And then he kind of went into like big room house, progressive house or whatever the case is whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I think that's good though, because it shows, it shows like growth. Because yeah. if you just stay in the same yeah. lane, um, you're going to, yes, probably keep the fans that you have, but there's nothing really, um, it, it, it's all sort of carbon copy. Like people yeah. gave Lincoln Park shit because they changed their sound a lot. Uh, and granted, I may have not totally dug some of what they did on some of their later albums, but I always appreciated that they were willing to branch out and do something that was against the grain and not just their stereotypical new metal kind of style. Um, yeah. So having that ability to diversify yourself... Um, yeah. obviously without getting too crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. overdo that. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not going to make like a, like a heavy metal song right now. No, know? no. But it's like, I feel like, um, what was I going to say? That, that something that like one of my mentors, cause I had like mentors during, during the schooling too. And mm-hmm. I remember he used to tell me like people like, right. No one knows who the fuck I am right now. Right. Um, except like family and some friends. Right. Yeah. I need like right now I'm trying to build an, like an audience and fans of like people who don't know who I am. Right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can hear you. Okay. I said internet unstable. Um, but I'm trying to build an audience and fans that like of people who don't know me. Right. So I kind of try to put myself in the mindset of like, okay, if I was looking at this guy right, and I didn't know who the hell he was, like how how would how would he pull me in? And I think that comes down to like staying somewhat right, staying somewhat narrow uh, mm-hmm. of a path until people could like kind of focus on you. Because if you're going like all over the place and you're doing this heavy metal song and then a pop song and then this EDM song and then this house right. song, then then people like I feel like people have nowhere to focus. You may have a few people focus on this one and then a few people focus on this one. But I'm trying to stay somewhat narrow, branching out like a tiny bit, not going too far off. And then once people gain a focus and they're like, okay, this is who this guy is. We trust him. We trust his music. Then I could kind of start branching out and then people will follow. But I feel like right now I'm trying to stay somewhat, somewhat narrow and not Mm -hmm. go too crazy. But um, that's probably the hardest part for me is like trying to, trying to stay controlled and trying to stay like somewhat focused because my brain is just like always all over the place and I'm trying to do whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense, like, I because I feel like that's the same for me. Like, if I'm watching this new artist grow, I connect to his 
his sound and like what he's doing then. And then once I trust him, like for instance, like someone who's a big inspo to me is like Flume, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's like a huge, huge inspiration to me. And, you know, I watched him like release his first album. And then like, I think I, I think I first discovered him. This is like an older song, but it's like somewhat one of his newer ones. It's like never be like you in like 2016, right? It's an older song, but that's like when I first discovered him. I went back and like into his discography and like I found like all these crazy like beats he did when he first started and all this stuff. And then now he's like doing stuff with Toro Imoa, all these pop singers. Yeah. And some crazy, crazy experimental shit. Like his last album, um, it's called Hi, This Is Foom. I don't know if you listen to it, but if you listen to it, if you, you should listen to it, it's, it's like some crazy shit on that like, if he started off with that, like, I feel like people would have listened to it and they would have been like, dude, this guy's really talented, but he, you can't, I feel like it's hard to come out the gate with this crazy shit and people are just, yeah. like, you know, it's hard for people to focus on it, but they, I already trust him. So it's like, okay, I'm going to listen to this because I know mm-hmm. who he is. I've heard his other stuff. And then when I hear the crazy shit, I'm like, okay, he's going like crazy, but I know he's going to like bring some, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. But I feel like you gain a trust with people, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, if he made something that was probably more easy to digest on a, I guess, mainstream level, then that probably, I think maybe that's what you're saying, because he made a little bit more easy to digest music for a exactly. mainstream yep. He can more easily delve into like weirder uh, territory. Exactly. He'll be like, oh, okay, this is weird. Exactly. I can vibe with it. Exactly. That's no, that's exactly it. It's all about gaining a trust with people. And like right now, um, I just started. So it's basically like I'm building this foundation, right? So I have to build a solid, solid foundation before I start like building up or else that shit's going to collapse, you know? Like mm-hmm. if I just start building the fucking whole house right now on no foundation, it's not, it's not possible, you know? So I'm really just trying to lay down a foundation right now and like lay down like, hey, this is me. This is my project. Hope you guys come along with the ride. If you do, cool. We're in for one. And if you don't, then sorry. You know, it's like I'm trying to really like lay down a foundation right now and trying to figure that whole thing out. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to, that's why I've launched it now because people say they try to do it. They try to figure everything out before they launch their project. And I was really trying to do that. And I got advice to do that also. Um, I'm not like shooting in the dark, but I also want to like kind of build as I go, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe what you make? I mean, maybe it doesn't conform yeah. to a genre per se, but what would you describe like what you make? Um, it's like glitchy, melodic, electronic music. Yeah. Um, it's like bass music. So I would say like, I would say like experimental bass, but melodic mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Because yeah. I was listening, I listened to Delay, Delayed Convo. Is that the one that you recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I listened to that. And it was cool, man. Um, Thank you. I didn't know how to classify it though, which isn't bad. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out like, okay, well, what would I kind of uh, label this if I had to? I couldn't really think of anything. Because it kind of has a chill vibe. And I don't know if maybe that's what you were going for. But it also has... A, at least, can you hear me? You kind of faded out a little bit. Yeah. 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 So when I was listening to it, you know, it kind of starts off as this, to me, kind of this chill vibe song. Uh, but it gets like really interesting when, I, I don't know if I would really call it a drop per se, but when a lot of the other instrumentals come in, there's a lot of sort of articulations and, and I, it sounded like there was a lot going on, uh, which was cool. Um, I don't know. Do you, is it more sampled or do you play a lot of that? What's the, what's your process? Um, so a lot of like, of it, like the chords and all that stuff, um, all the plucky chords and stuff are obviously MIDI. Um, the way I kind of like sound design now, I saw, I was watching some of your videos. I saw that you, you took like a sound design course or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I did for uh, massive. Yeah. So I, I know how to like, I'll be honest with you. I'm not the best, best sound designer. Um, like when it comes to like 
getting what's I can make like simple stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm not the the all time greatest sound designer. But I figured that resampling. I don't know if you know what resampling is, but I'm it's not- basically like it's basically like a sort of sound design where you just get so say I start with a MIDI note or something, right? And I make a sound and then I, I process it and then I resample it or um, like record it to audio. So now I have an audio file, right? So I basically have a sample now, like yeah. an audio file. Then I could process that, destroy it more and then resample it and then like chop it up. So that's how I kind of sound design is like, oh. I take one thing and then I like fuck it up and then I record it down and then I fuck it up more and then I record it down. Then I chop it up into rhythms and like do stuff like that. So I usually start with MIDI and then I end with audio. And sometimes I'll get audio like samples and then I'll process them and do my own thing to it and destroy it. So it's not recognizable and then resample it again. And that's a lot of the time how I do it. Like I use a lot of uh, like Arturia serum, all that type of stuff for sound design. I don't know if you've seen the Arturia stuff, but super fire. Arturia. That's what I've been using. Like, yeah. A lot. I've, I mean, I've seen their Arturia. They have something called like collection V or five or whatever it is. That's like one I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that looked yeah. look cool, man. <laughs> it's, it's super cool. And like, they have a ton of like, um, what am I trying to think of? Emulations, like analog emulations of like classic yeah. synths, like DX7, the, all the move stuff. So they have like a ton of, ton of cool stuff and i've been using that a lot also so i'll just like record some midi out and then i'll just convert it to audio because uh something i like figured when i was in school just watching people produce and all that stuff working with audio is a lot a lot easier like or i wouldn't say easier it's a lot more easy to control what you want to do um you have a lot more like you have a lot more control over the sound because when it comes to midi you're you're kind of you're kind of limited, you know. You could do things up to a certain point, but if you have it to audio, you could stretch the sound, you could mm. chop it up, you could do all this crazy stuff, which you could do with MIDI, but it's a lot it's a lot easier to do with audio. Uh, right. That's that's a a big thing that changed what I do. So in like delayed combos, a lot of it is like a lot of it's like the chords are MIDI, but the sound design is all like just resampled like. I honestly couldn't even tell you where it started. Probably, probably a serum patch, and then I resampled it, and then processed, and then just kept doing that over and over until I got what I wanted. And then I just make rhythms. Like a lot of the times, it just comes out of just trial and error of just chopping these different rhythms, and it comes out. Yeah, I was actually going to ask about that because that I mean that whole thing is a process that I've never even like dealt doing resampling i i always just and i mean part of this is just (laughs) my narrow mind in producing but whenever i have a midi instrument i just assumed okay well this is what it's going to sound like so i'm just going to make whatever and tweak the knobs and parameters however i need to but i've never really tried bouncing it and then like sampling into something else do you have like a um is there like a product in your mind that you're thinking of that you want something to turn out or is it experimentation yeah. and, and um, the way I've been doing it is like, I kind of get the the foundation of the track, right? Yeah. So it's like, say I get the chords and, and the melody or something. Right. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is the track. Now it's like, okay, now I'm going to just fill in these gaps and fill in these little things, like all these, all these accents in these different spots. And a lot of the time, I'm not like, oh, I want this sound to go, whoop, 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 whoop. You know, I'm not like thinking of that. Unless it's like a main sound. A lot of the time, like my bass fills and all that stuff are just like little, they're little fills, you know. It's not like long, like um, bass shots and stuff. Um, if I was doing like like a more like bassy song, then I'm going to have like a melody for this bass and how I kind of want the, the LFO to open up and all that stuff. But for the stuff I'm doing, a lot of the times, it's just like, I just like give it up to fate. I'm like, all right, let's see what the fuck comes out of this. And we'll just see if it sounds cool. And if not, I'll delete it and then I'll do it again. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much how, how I do it. It's a lot of just resampling and literally recording like a 20, 30 minute loop of just crazy shit. 
and then just chopping it up and just seeing what and then i chop up yeah and then i'll chop out the best parts so i'll be like oh that sounds super cool i'll take it out and then i'll listen through and then i'll be like okay this is super cool and i'll take that and i'll chop that out and then i'll take it out and now i have like 40 little chops of crazy shit and then that i wouldn't have probably thought of if if i if i sat there and tried to make that actual sound it would have probably taken me a long time but right. I'm just letting this thing just spit out crazy shit. And then it, when I when I put it in the song, when I do that, it's like, it just sounds nuts. And it sounds like, mm-hmm. like you have the concept of the song, but it's all these like crazy accents that just like make it, make it level up a little bit more. You know? Right. Yeah. So with this, since it is so much kind of experimenting, um, how much of it would you say was kind of in your head or what was in your head before I would, anything you know, in the computer? I would say the main, um, the main, the main, um, I would say, I would say the main like form of the song, right? So I wrote these, like I write the chords and then I get this rhythm going of the chords and then I get this like kind of melody going and that's the part that like I kind of, I'm, while I'm writing it, I'm like more critically thinking of like, um, of like key, like music theory and shit, which yeah. I try not to pull out too much. <clears throat> but in the beginning, I try to be like, try to get cool chord changes. Um, like in the song I'm going to be putting out next is like, I wrote this chord progression and like, I was trying to get these weird like chord changes. So that's when I'm really like, using like I'm getting deep in the brain and I'm trying to like get these crazy, crazy chord changes and stuff. But when it comes to sound designing, I feel like the best shit that comes out is when you're not really thinking about it. Like when you're just, when you're just making shit and twisting knobs and doing crazy shit, that's when it comes out when people listen to it and they're like, I have no idea how this guy made this. Like this sounds insane. A lot of times I watch these videos and these guys are like, like my, my favorite artists are like, yeah, I, I just, mess around and then it just comes out like that like flume uh he was doing a breakdown of this song called say it uh-huh and there's a crazy fill that like makes the whole entire song right uh, and he was like yeah what i did was uh i was just fucking around and i just reversed the whole entire song and put it in there and like put it in this one little section and that's what the sound is and it's like wow oh. huh. he was just messing around and literally just resampled all the drums and had like the drums in an audio file and just turned it around and just put it into itself. And then it sounded like that. And it's like, that's the type of shit that I love where it's like, you're just messing around and you just happen to reverse something or you happen to stretch this thing out. And then it made this sound. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I didn't mean to do that. It just happened because, you know, right. That's, that's my favorite shit. Yeah. And that's definitely, I find more prevalent in the electronic music because if you think about it if you record a guitar you record uh, acoustic drums I, i mean yeah i mean you could probably do some weird stuff to them but more often than not whatever like for guitar for example if i'm recording through like a pedal or something straight in probably more often than not aside from maybe some tweaking in the DAW, it's going to be pretty much what you would expect yeah. coming into it and some of that like for me when i when i think about because like i started recording stuff probably like 10 years ago it was all like guitar oriented stuff it was all yeah. very uh audio and effects export done it wasn't like any of this crazy experimentation that yeah. electronic music has so there's a certain level of difficulty uh, for me, and I would assume for for other people, maybe yourself, maybe not, uh, with having sort of this getting rid of that judgment, because I assume there's probably going to be some judgment, like, like why would that sound good? Why would, like yeah. the flip example, if I can, comp- you know, compress an entire track and reversed it, like there's nothing in my mind that would say that that's even a reasonable idea to try. Yeah, and yeah. so that that is sort of the uniqueness of electronic music is you have to basically break down those barriers of what you think would conventionally sound good and just say, screw it. I'm just going to do whatever and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Like personally for me, I, I, this sounds so stupid, but like 
I wish, like, I try to go in, right? Like, they kind of told us when I went to school, like, all right, you got your tool belt now, right? You know how to work Ableton. You know, you know, I mean, obviously, you're not going to know everything. You, n- you never know fucking everything. Never. You're never yeah. going to know everything, you know? So you're constantly going to be learning, and you have to, like, know that. But, like, you know, you know what to do. Like, you know, you know some basics. You know how to get around. You know how to get your mind, you know, to do you know how to get what's in your head to the to the dock but i felt like when i go in there and like i bring my whole entire tool belt and like all these like technical skills and i'm like let's do this then i get way too stuck on like oh i gotta eq this out Mm -hmm. and then i gotta do this and then i get so deep into this like mixing early on in the stages where i should just be writing shit like i should just be laying down whatever comes out and not worrying about too much what it sounds like. Obviously, you're going to do a little mixing there here and there. Yeah. But, like, if I dive too deep in and I get super technical and I'm like, oh, there needs to be a boost at, like, 300 hertz or a dip here or this or that. Oh, this needs to go super down and then the reverb needs to go like this. Then, it, then I just go down this spiral of, like, at this point, I'm stuck in what everyone, all, like, you know, a lot of people get stuck in the loop, right? Yeah. That happens to everyone. And it's like the way I sound, I, I, I don't do it as much anymore. Like when I first started, I got stuck in it all the time. I never finished anything. And like, it still happens. And I realize that that happens when I get, when I get way too, like I'm tweaking too much and I'm mm-hmm. doing, doing this tweaking of whatever it is. I just started, instead of building like downward, I try to build outward. Now, right. Mm-hmm. And I try to like, instead of like, okay, now I'm going to layer this and then I'm going to layer this. Then you just get stuck in this like downward spiral. And then yep. you get, now you got this fucking sick eight, 16 bar loop and it sounds super dope, but now you have no context around it. And now you got to build context out of something that's really good right now. And yeah. like building outward is a lot harder than building downward. Oh, mm-hmm. most people could build downward, you know? And it's like, if you could get a nice little, little brick going, you know, of a downward, like loop or whatever, whatever you start with, it has to obviously start somewhere. Right. And you just start going outward or starting from left to right, which is difficult for a lot of people, but I'm tr- I try to do it now a lot more. But just going this way, like in the timeline, instead of going up and down, helps like so much. Like that, that helped me a lot, a lot of like finishing stuff, getting ideas out more and just like not getting stuck in that loop. Cause that was really frustrating for me. Oh yeah. I, I could see that. Cause then you get to a point, if you build something up so much, it's like, okay, well, you know, I, depending on what kind of genre you're right in, usually there's not as many parts as the, the big part. And if you have too many, if you have like 32 tracks, it's like, well, yeah. how on earth am I supposed to transition between something with, with less yeah. than that? into such this epic piece yeah uh, yeah that, that makes and, a lot of sense and it's and it's frustrating like you have this super good idea and you like it it's like there's so many songs where i'm like i really like this but this thing died like it's done like this i don't know what to do i mean i could maybe come back to it in a few weeks i'm not sure if it's gonna spark up again you know it's, it's hard for me a lot of the times i have to capture that shit like in the moment you know like right. i have to if I start writing something and like, I'm like, okay, this is super sick. I got to start arranging it a little bit. I don't have to get the whole fucking song done, obviously, yeah. in one day. But I have to start laying it out be like, okay, this is with the intro, this is with the pre, and then the chorus, and then, okay, now I got, now cool. I can shut it down for the day, probably. Leave, come back a little later, do it out a little more, and then mix it down into all that stuff. But it's like, for me, a lot of times, like, it's hard to re-spark re-spark it up you know because I'm, I'm very like spiritual and i'm kind of like that's what came to you in the moment and you kind of have to take mm-hmm. advantage of that and it's it's hard to get back into that state of like what came to you a week ago and try to get back into the computer and do it again um, you could obviously do like mixing stuff because that's not really that's not really uh, i mean it is it is actually super creative mixing but um you're not like writing like chord progressions and doing yeah. this stuff, you know? So I try to take advantage of that in the moment, you know? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. What kind of, what kind of music you make a, you started doing like a little house stuff, right? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of in a, a boat where I don't really know. Cause like, if you go to my SoundCloud, there's literally yeah. almost everything on That's there. Dope. That's dope. <laughs> uh, so yeah. like, again, I, I come from, um, I actually chatted with Tyler about this a little bit. So yeah. I, my background is I was in a band in high school. And so we were very much a similar in style to like a Lincoln Park Meteora kind of band. Like we had a rapper singer and mm-hmm. we would make tracks like that. Yeah. And so that's my background and what I'm used to doing. And so like when you talk about how so many people get stuck in an eight bar loop, like I don't, I don't understand that. Um, well I do, but I never, that wasn't really my main struggle because I always write, it's just a creature habit. I've always written left to right. Like I always would start with the intro verse. I have no idea what the chorus is going to sound like or the drop, whatever all at that time it was a chorus. And that the hardest part for me was just figuring out, um, well, one of the big things was some sort of way, like I would have a verse, a second verse, but then there'd usually be either a third verse or a bridge. My, one of the things yeah. that always challenging for me is writing something to contrast that. So writing a bridge, bridge writing is never something that has been instinctively intuitive yeah. to me. And I yeah. personally don't like just repeating something a third time like that. Yeah. That's a, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so that I guess I have different obstacles than maybe someone who started just with electronic music. But then again, I have trouble with thinking how you think and like, Hey, maybe I can just screw with the sample a lot. Um, like that thought doesn't even cross my mind at all. Uh, so it's, I don't know. It's kind of interesting for me to see how different people kind of have different sticking points, but to answer your question more, I guess now I, the music that I like now is very, I don't know. I would say if I had to list kind of like two main genres that I really like that I get a lot of influence from, it's kind of the new disco French house, kind of like Maddion, Porter, Robinson. Oh dude. Yeah. That's my shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of that, but then also kind of the future base, future house, kind of a like massive, kind of like Illenium massive sounds. So those are kind of, do things that I I kind of draw from when I make yeah. now, mainly just because when I listen to those kinds of music, those are the ones that I like feel something from. You, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. things that I like, but I don't like. Nothing occurs on a uh, oh, a nice deeper level. level. Yeah, on a. Deeper I know my dogs. My dogs Pokemon. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, but those kind of those couple things I actually like resonate with on a deep level, yeah. and so. To me, it makes sense to try to build the same, a similar kind of construct to to what moves me when I listen to like what other people make, you know? Yeah. No, I feel because a lot of the a lot of the uh, the people that went to my school, and a lot of the people I was talking to, like the little group that I was hanging out with, they they made like some of the craziest bass music I've ever heard in my life. Like some of the nastiest, just like your head's knocking and it's sick. Like everyone's face is just like crunching up, you know, where you get that like, Oh damn. And it's sick. I went to like a ton of shows with them and like watched them play shows. And it was fucking fun. And like, I love that type of music. Like yeah. I love like hard groovy bass stuff. And I like making it sometimes too. Um, but I just, I'm that's, that's my problem also where I was saying like, um, I, or how you were saying you, you need to feel like something deeper. Like I'm trying to mix melodic elements with that type of shit too, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I want people to like kind of groove and like like get the bassy elements in there. But I also like for me, it's it's like it's obviously like a vessel for me. Like a lot of other people were like, dude, I'm like having a shit day. Like I'm gonna just write a song about how I'm feeling about how this girl broke my heart or whatever, like that corny thing, whatever. But say it happens, right? And you get your heart broken. I want to just like try to channel that feeling, put it into this, and then maybe I'll add some like groovy bass stuff and like 
because I do really like that music too, but I, I feel you where I don't. I don't have any other connection than this shit slaps and I want to knock my head and I want to get fucked right. up. You know? Like, I love that shit, but um, I'm trying to get something a little bit underlying deeper. Like another, I want I want people to like feel something also, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying, I may, I may put music out like that too, where it's like just straight hardcore bass shit. But um, I'm trying to like make my main thing um, have a have a underlying feeling because I feel like that's that's where I that's where my brain goes first is like mm-hmm. emotion and like trying to do that type of stuff and then I feel like that's where I can connect to people a little bit a little bit deeper you know yeah but yeah I love I love I love uh, Elenium and uh, Porter dude I I was just listening to Porter did you hear his new his new song yeah. Um... What was the name of it? I forget of it. There's something comforting, and then yes, there's that um, one. what's the other one? Get your wish. Did you hear that one? I I heard that one. Uh, the some something comforting was really good. Did you know that's him singing and all those? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess they he pitched. took a, a page from Maddie on <laughs> since his whole yeah. job was him singing. Dude, it's crazy. They pitched it up like three. They had a someone posted on YouTube. They pitched it back down to his original voice, and dude, yeah. it's. He's fucking really good. Like his regular voice, not even pitched up, is like amazing. You should just look it up. It's it's crazy. He has a really good voice. I will. That was something we had to do too. We had to do a song. We had a songwriting class, and they were like, "Who doesn't like singing in front of people? Everyone, right? They raise their hands. <laughs> we're fucking producers. We don't sing." Right. And they're like, "All right, cool. So all three of you, like, you're going first, and we have to fucking every single week we had to write like uh, a song and sing on it, and then play it in front of class." Yeah, and like for all of us who like don't sing, we were just like, "God," but it helped. Like towards the end, people were just belting. Like they didn't give a fuck. Like in the beginning, everyone was kind of shy. They didn't want to share. No one raised their hand. And then towards the end, people like wanted to share their tracks and like. I don't know. There's something you connect with it more. Like when you sing on a song, like even yeah. if you're not a singer, I am not nowhere near singing like, at all. But singing on a song, like I wouldn't even be opposed to doing it later down the line. Right. Am I going to keep it sounding like my regular voice? Probably not. I'd probably do something weird like Porter did where he pitched up, you know, and make it sound mm-hmm. a little bit different. So it's not recognizable, but I feel like it would still like it connect more because you're putting what, you know, your voice and your thought into it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that you're not relying deeper. on someone else to try to convey what you want to exactly, convey. exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, I thought so I, I keep it. like chugging this coffee. Oh, it's all good. My beer's gone, otherwise, I'd have more of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I watched the music video to it, and like you could for uh, Porter's new song, uh, something yeah. comforting. And it was was weird. Like he seemed like way more uh, vulnerable yet comfortable. Well, I guess obviously because of the song, maybe Uh, more comfortable with with himself yet more vulnerable. And I think when he puts out the album, people are going to probably respond really well to that for sure. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. He, um, like dude, his shit, like, I don't know. When I first found him, I was like, it was just, it was different. Like you could tell like a Porter song right off the jump, which is crazy because like his stuff's not too much different. Like it's not, it's not like this crazy left field experimental music. Like he writes some of the best shit ever, like his melodies and his chords and all this stuff. But that just kind of shows you that like everyone has their own little flavor they could put in. Like, whether you notice it or not, like, everyone has their own little flavor they could put into it, you know? Like, I had, a, I was sending friends some, like, music that I'm working on. I mean, like, texted me the other day, and he was like, yo, like, I could really feel a style coming through. Like, I could tell, like, when what your song is now. And, like, I don't even notice it. But, like, that just shows you that, like, I feel like everyone has some sort of, they, everyone has a style in them, no matter what, whether it's, like, drawing, painting, fucking music whatever it is like everyone has their own style and it may not come through like first like it may not it's not going to obviously come right away um maybe for some it will but like once you like start getting that through i feel like that's when people start connecting when people start like actually getting you you know and it Mm -hmm. sounds so corny everyone says you gotta like be yourself 
but it's true. Like once I feel like once you do that, then that's when shit starts rolling. And like people start connecting more. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll take it a, a step further, and it's not you have to be yourself. You have to be yourself, but not actively try to. Because I think a lot of people try to do that. And I actually watched yep. a, a um, Kashmir did like a master class. I guess there's like this electronic music producer summit or something through like spinning records. And he was doing yep. a, a master class on how to basically like, instead of just being a, a beat writer, become an artist. And one of the things that he touched on that you just talked about is how people feel like they need this. Some, like, what is it that's unique about them? And what gets people in trouble is they actively try to like establish what's unique about them or try to like get that sound. Like, oh, yeah. uh, Porter uses, you know, all these anime sounds and that's kind of his style. Like, yeah. I want to, I don't know, have a bang on a trash can at the drop of every chorus. And I, <laughs> and I want that to yeah. be my, like, they want it to be some sort of a unique uh, actual, actual like sound. And he mm-hmm. just talked about like that will, and exactly what you said, like that'll just develop over time. Like you, you just yep. got to put the pen, the paper yeah. and just, you just have, yeah, no, for real. Like he actually, Kashmir spoke at my graduation. He was like the speaker guy. Oh, and um, he said something where he was like, you could watch it. It's on YouTube. If you just type in icon collective Kashmir speak speech okay. or whatever. Um, and he said something like, you just have to like his one of his advice he gave like five pieces of advice and one of them was like just like throw yourself at it like like it sounds so like i i hate like the like the cliche sayings and it sounds so cliche but like it's fucking true like if you just like throw yourself at it like constantly like something is gonna stick like like my my teacher would say like it's like throwing like spaghetti at a wall. Like just keep throwing it, and like, there's gonna be one strand that's gonna stick. Like hunt. Like there's no question about it. Like and if you just keep throwing yourself at it, it's gonna stick. Something's gonna come through, whether you notice it or not. A lot of times you don't notice it because, like, for instance, people people don't really like notice when they gain or lose weight because they see themselves all the time. You know what I mean? So it's like you just you may not notice it because you're here and you're with it all the time but if you just keep doing it and then you show other people other people will notice it like if you go to a family reunion you could tell if your uncle gained fucking 80 pounds like yeah you see him but he probably has no idea that he just gained 80 pounds (laughs) so it's the same thing it's like other people are going to notice it you may not notice it but other people will you know for sure what do you what is so what are you working on now You, you have you said you got something coming down the pipe right yeah yeah, so I I have a song done. I have artwork done. I have like uh, visuals already done for the next song. Um, I'm just finishing some other stuff. I have like three songs I'm working on. Other ones, uh, I have one ready to release. But my computer, I just built a new computer because um, I'm I'm on my Mac right now, yeah. on my MacBook. But um, I just ran out of space. I want to clear this thing and have like nothing on it except current projects. Right. Um, so I want to clear it and then not really use it that much unless I'm tra- like going around somewhere. But, um, so I built a desktop, um, and it fucking had a lemon processor. Like I built it completely oh. from scratch. So I was working on a pro like two projects, so I can't work on them for like another week. So yeah, I bought a new motherboard or I got a refund cause I thought it was that. I have it at my friend's house right now who works on that type of stuff and he switched it out. And I was, we had a 50, 50 chance. It was either going to work or it wasn't and it didn't. So it's the processor. So I had to order a new one from Amazon and they're all backed up because of this whole virus. Oh, so, right. um, yeah, so that kind of has a stall on it, but I have a song ready to put out. I'm just kind of sending it out to, to people and seeing if I can get it on any labels or anything. And if not, then I'm going to just self-release it probably within a month or probably within like the, probably the end of May, maybe a little bit. Before oh, okay. So a while from now. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty much it. Other than that, I just got to wait till this computer gets fixed. So I, can finish the other ones. I gotcha. 
All right. Where do, where can uh, people learn more about you and check out your music? Yeah. And all so um, it's HH Slim. So it's, uh, if you go on Spotify, you can just type in HH and then space S-L-I-M Slim. Or if you go on Instagram, it's HH.Slim. It's pretty much HH Slim anywhere. I think Twitter, it's HH yeah. Slim Music. Um, Facebook, HH Slim. It's it's HH Slim everywhere. And then on SoundCloud, HH Slim. But just HH and Space Slim if you want to search it up on uh, any music platform. But yeah, that's pretty much oh. it, man. I dig it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks again for coming on. I look forward to seeing uh, how you progress. I I will I'll keep following and uh, maybe later on Thank we can you. Have you on again and see how things have have changed for you. Absolutely, I'm so down, and I'm gonna check out your stuff too. Please do, please do. Yes, <laughs> I could use some feedback. All right, man. Bring anyway. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. I All got right, you. I appreciate it. All right, take care. Have a good one. All right, bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for checking out the Josh Simon Show. If you haven't already and you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe either on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I will see you in the next episode.